if I start believing that I actually don't have control of my life and that I'm actually, if I'm becoming logical about everything and understanding that I don't have any control over the universe, I think at that point I will just give up on everything. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel, and today we're talking about motivation. This conversation is with my best friend from high school, Sasha Shenikov, and her boyfriend, Afrind Nikukar. Sasha is very similar to me. We're both very emotionally driven. We love poetry and the sweet, quiet moments in life in which we feel the universe is talking to us. And the thing we value above most all else is connection. Afrind is different. He's very practical and he doesn't let his emotions run him. So Sasha and I went in wanting to know some of Afrin's deeper psychology, what motivates him, how he perceives life and his role in it, why he's so different than Sasha and I, and whether or not he's going to have an emotional breakdown eventually. Okay, it's recording. What? Was this recording this whole time? No. <laughs> Are you tricking me? I thought we were rehearsing first. No. What do you want to talk about? I'll edit all this. So this or is Sasha's podcast, right? No. That's so sad. She's going to start it. Okay, Sasha, what do you... Yeah, but you're the one that wanted... <laughs> you're the one that had all the big ideas of what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, right, but then we decided... Like, she can't come in because then I'm the opening act. What? Let's start with this. So Afrin wants to be on the podcast. Okay, but talk into the mic. Afrin wants to be on the podcast. So we started. But he can't discuss anything about relationships. <laughs> Friendship. Anything personal. Personal. <laughs> um, one question we had was what motivates Afrin? Oh, yeah. This is, this is interesting. I feel like you two are both nervous right now. This no, is we're recording. not. Why? It actually feels like it. I think it's because you're nervous. No. And you're just pouring it off. You guys feel nervous. <laughs> we feel nervous. <laughs> I actually don't feel nervous at all. Oh, you guys look a little nervous, got to say. <laughs> Like, literally, before you hit record, you were nervous, and now you guys look nervous. <laughs> okay. Sasha was saying... Sasha, what were you saying? You were saying that you are motivated by connection. Kind of. I was... I was walking around outside the other day, and I was thinking about when I'm happy, because, like, what gives meaning to my day-to-day life? And it's not... Like, no kind of plan doesn't. No goal ever makes me feel good. I can't think if I make this much money or if I do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly searching for what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not searching and if I'm just... When I kind of acknowledge life is meaningless. Yeah. But what makes me really appreciate life are all the beautiful little moments that you can have, the connections that you have. That's what makes life worth living to me is these little, tiny, beautiful dots. And I thought, yeah, you know, that feels good. I feel good right now. Like in that moment, I was walking, it was sunny out. I was walking the dog. It felt really nice. And then I thought, what makes Afrin, like what makes life worth living for him? Because it's not this. Not that that's wrong, but like I, like, I just know that he is not given meaning by just like walking around, seeing like a beautiful leaf. He's like, wow, life's worth it. So he what just makes tore apart two gummy bears? And he, tore the, he has two, he's holding two different colored gummy bears. He tore the head off of each and switched them. I sound crazy right now. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> prefaced me with that story, now the gummy bears. Also, we're the ones that are nervous. <laughs> you guys are definitely nervous. He just ate one of the headless gummy bears. I'm the same as you, Sash, I think. Because I'm not really motivated. By- I used to think that I would be motivated by accomplishments and by doing things that would like make me successful like which I I would just say are like work things Mm -hmm. kind of and then I think after having some very minor accomplishments and also including like graduating from school and stuff like that like that never really gave me any type of fulfillment or like feeling of success necessarily kind of felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing but Mm -hmm. and then I, I also tend to go into like life is meaningless and what why am I even here? And then it's like the connection, the moments of connection that I have with other people or kind of, right, like what you're saying of like just or the help, nighttime. Or, or like, like helping others yeah. too, but it's like that these little joyous moments mm-hmm. are enough meaning for me versus if I thought the meaning of life is to accomplish this, I don't, it just doesn't feel. So like, yeah. 
right to me, which isn't to say it's wrong when other people do it. And sometimes I wish I could have that. that I could just say, my goal is I want to be a CEO of this company. And then you actually have something it's, to look forward to or work towards. But instead, yeah. I have nothing to work towards. I'm just like, how can I feel good today? Yeah, it's more, it would be more tangible that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I said in another episode, like, I'm jealous of people. <laughs> Not jealous, but, like, people who just are motivated by money. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Then you would at least know what motivates you. Totally. And you could do whatever it took to get that. But instead, it's like, what is meaningful to me? Yeah, how do I feel good every day? And like... How do I have the most... I always... How do I have the most fun is what I think about. Yeah. Because, you know, I always... I've noticed I do this to everyone, but if they say they're going somewhere, I, I tell them to have fun. But it doesn't matter where they're going. They're going to the gas station or they're going to the yeah. DMV. I go, have fun. And fairly often people go, it's not, that's not fun. <laughs> I always think, like, why? Like, it could be fun. Go have fun. It's interesting. But it's where my, like, I, that's what I want everything I do to be fun. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, have fun. I kind of say that, too. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, like, be safe. Like, mm-hmm. when I was in North Carolina, everyone would be like, be safe. And I was like, what a strange thing to say to people as they mm-hmm. are, go off to do things. Be safe. I'm like, why would you put that in someone's head? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you not be safe? I had a friend, a girl that I worked with previously that did that. I'm like, and she said it was a motherly thing and she has three kids and just, she always thinks, you know, wants people to, it comes to from the safe. nurturing yeah. place and I never think about. I would never say like, be safe. Unless someone was doing something that seemed dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Wait, so is this all one question or is it just, yeah. we're, we're talking, just talking right now? You just say it's like, like a conversation. So this is how it works. We just, we just talk. Like, so someone needs I, to explain what a conversation is to Afrin. No, I'm just I feel like it started with a question and then it turned into... Well, that's how all conversations yeah. start. What? <laughs> Where they start with a question and then you, like, serve yourself the answer? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because it almost felt like you were asking me a question. And like, well, let me tell you about my life. And then Sarah goes, great, let me tell you about my life. And I'm just listening. I'm like, great, but what was the question? <laughs> you just jump in. You don't have to go to the original question. You just... Bring up something that... Well, what's the point of the question? Why don't you just start talking about... There's the not even a question. We're about. just talking... What gives you <laughs> the most meaning? no question. <laughs> it's not based on a question. Just speak to what you... Like, whatever Sarah said, if it struck a chord in you and you thought, you know what? That makes sense to me. So do you know... I agree, agree. So I feel like we always talk about how I don't know how to have a conversation. Maybe the <laughs> real issue is that I don't remember... I have short-term memory. So because, like, right now... We've only been talking for six minutes and 20 minutes. Yeah, so within your sentences, there's something you said that I had something to say, but I forgot uh, the things uh, that you said. Should we listen back? Should we give you a, <laughs> maybe a notepad? Do that? You want to take notes no, right now? No, you have a notepad, so when you think of something, you could draw uh, like, like a political debate. So we talked about <laughs> what gives our lives meaning, and Sarah and I just like small words right. of joy. So I remember, what motivates you day to day to not that's right. kill yourself? Well, that's... <laughs> Does everybody think like that? To put it, so do yeah. I? Am I supposed to like wake up and say, "What am I going to do today?" Because I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> no, not like that. You like, wake up every day and you think, "Should I kill myself or not?" I've never. I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I've never thought about killing myself. I don't know okay. if that, I should preface it's it with that. Unique. Is it unique? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not unique, but just a different. Because I think a lot of people just wake up and they live their life and they don't question it. They're like, yeah, I wake up and I go to work and then I come home and I do this and then they just repeat it every day. <laughs> but then a lot of them, I think this could be wrong or not, but I am under the impression and opinion that these people randomly will have a breakdown at some point in their lives when they I go, what is the You're talking about me when you're saying that. I do these have a theory people. that... She's literally, was it two weeks ago, multiple times mentioned that one of these days I'm going to have a breakdown. But she mentioned it very casually, as if she knows it's going to happen, and it sucks for me, and she's fine with it. Well, I think it's because you will, you probably will. If you haven't yet, you will. Have a break. So both you'll of you have had a breakdown? If you haven't had a breakdown, like you'll probably have one breakdown, then you'll probably continue to have breakdowns for the rest of your I life. Cried. Oh, that's terrifying. You, I came home and cried for five minutes today. I'm, like, I Is that like, a breakdown? It's, I think, bad. but it's almost, you know, like the earthquake, the big one. Yeah. Like I have all these like little tremors, like the state of California, like constant little tremors instead of the big one. Instead, I'm just oh, okay. keeping so myself So I'm going to have a big by. one and I'm just going to go and hinge. My theory is because you really want, like you have so many control things. You really want to control your image. You really are under the opinion that you can control anything that happens in your life. <laughs> is this okay to put on the podcast? Well, I mean. <laughs> Do you want to be kept anonymous? <laughs> This maybe, man maybe really I'll wants to control this. his image. <laughs> this man. 
you are just under the belief that anything you want, you can make it happen. You're under the belief that if our dog right now just honestly, like, froze up for no reason, fell over, you could come up and fix her. And I am under, like, I just think if something happens to you out of control, like something happens to your family, something happens to me, you're going to lose touch with reality and have a breakdown because you can't I guess what fix it. gives me comfort is my belief that I could fix anything. I think what gives me comfort is that I know if I don't like something, then I can change it. Or if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it and I could do what I want. So that's my comfort. Because I know we've had this conversation before where he said, you know, this isn't in your control or you should just let it go. And I'm like, what? That would make me really uncomfortable if I thought I couldn't, hypothetically for you, what you said about the dog, if I couldn't help with the dog. I think that would drive me nuts if I woke up and thought I had no control of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point. I think it does drive a lot of people nuts because but at some point in all of our lives, things will happen that we can't control because there's a lot of just bad, like... It, there's a lot of nonsense and sometimes just really bad mm-hmm. things happen and it does wreck a lot of people yeah. at the same yeah. time though it's like it's hard because i feel like everything i've done that i'm happy with my life that mm-hmm. i've done i attribute to the fact that i thought i could do it and then went after it and did it which prior to believing that i felt like i haven't done anything that i was happy with mm-hmm. so until i had that click moment in my life where i'm like oh i'm in full control of my life I wasn't happy with my life. And then once I realized mm-hmm. I could change the way I think, I could do whatever I want, I don't have to, you know, this sounds stupid, but be allergic to cats or dogs. or I'm like, I have full mental control of everything I do is when I started actually liking my life and how my life was going and doing the things I liked. How old were you when that happened? Um, I don't know. Was so there like, like a switch, like a something happened that you can point to and it switched? I guess there's a, a few moments, in fact, because I'm not good with, Sasha could attest to this, with um, putting years to things and dates to things. Because yeah. actually everything to me is kind of one big blur. But I, so there's a couple moments. Like I remember I, I, when I was a kid, I really wanted a dog. Um, and I was allergic to a dog, uh, to dogs. And then my mom randomly said, you know, you don't have to be allergic to dogs if you don't want to. I don't, what do you mean? And she goes, it's all mental. If you um, tell yourself you're allergic, you won't be allergic. And at that time, I was going to a doctor, and he gave, gave me the allergy test. And then I literally wanted a dog so bad, I kept telling myself, you know, you're not allergic to dogs. And then I stopped being allergic to dogs. Like, I, at that point, I felt like I was around dogs all the time and I wouldn't have any of the reactions I used to have, which was like stuffy nose and sweating and um, all those things. So at that moment, I'm like, oh, there's actually something to this where my mom says everything's in your head. If you're like sick, just say, you know, you're not sick anymore and you won't be sick anymore. So I like always stick like that. And then to further answer the question, I guess in school, I wasn't ever a good student. And I never, my brother, who's two years older than me, he's always a really good student. And he would always get good grades. And to me, I always thought um, there was a lot of pressure for my parents to be a good student. And the whole purpose of life at that point was just being a good student. And it wasn't until I found that I could do something and be good at it that I'm like, oh, there's more. I found my own niche, I guess, which is just doing the things I want to do and being good at it versus someone telling me, you have to do this. This is, you know, you go to school, you got these grades and you'll have a good job. So... I think those are like the triggering points where I it created insecurity for me for doing things I don't want to do. And at the same time, empowering me to be like, if I really want to do something, I can do it and do a good job. And it felt good doing that. What did you find that you were good at? Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's like a direct, like at that time too in high school, I didn't really have uh, friends. I didn't really have, just, I mean, all through my life, I didn't really have, like, groups of friends yeah. that I hung out with. Um, and at that point, I just felt like I was more comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. And I felt, like, more confident um, talking to different people. And then I noticed, like, people started liking me and wanted to hang out with me. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and then I started, like, applying that, that confidence to different things I want to do. Like, at that time, I started working for various political campaigns. And that felt good. Um and that kind of gave me the attitude of, oh, I could do whatever I want. And at that time, I was working at a, where I met Sasha J. Crew, just working at a retail store. Um, and then when I wanted to become a cook, I'm like, this is crazy, but I mean, I could become a cook. I could, I could uh, learn to do that. I felt like I could do anything I wanted to do. And then I became, um, to start that career path, I dropped everything and became a dishwasher because that's how 
you're told to do it because it's such an intense job that you should start there. And then at that point, I got my ass totally kicked. It was like super, uh, super humbling because I thought I could do anything I wanted to. And then I was a dishwasher and then I literally did such a bad job that people would have to come and help me out with it. It was one of those things where it's called being in the weeds. It's the first time I felt that where you literally couldn't keep up with doing a good job mm-hmm. and they just kick you off and they bring someone else to do your job. And then you feel like a complete idiot because one, everybody thought I would do a good job right off the bat because it's, um, I didn't look like someone who's worked in the industry for a long time. And I like proved them right that I couldn't do that job. And getting that kind of job in the first place actually was very difficult because you have to have experience to work in the kitchen. Um, and I just got the job by begging and saying I can do it. And I didn't do it. And then eventually, through a lot of practice, I became good at it. And that felt really rewarding. And then like I moved up the ranks in the kitchen and that felt empowering. Oh, I could go work for this chef if I wanted to, if I try hard enough. And I... And I did. I just did like whatever I wanted to do. I, I would try so hard until I got it, regardless of what it took. And everything that I wanted kind of sort of fell into place, like working on a popular food truck that I really wanted. I managed, you know, to do that just by constantly begging them and showing up. Um, and I think kind of snowballed by like when one thing went my way, I'm like, oh, I can do the next thing. And if that went my way, I could do the next thing. And I kept doing that to the point where I feel like failing now would feel like the worst thing in the world. Because I'm like, I've at this point I felt like I got everything I wanted so if I don't get something I want now I'm gonna completely lose my shit that's really interesting because I actually would have thought that well what kept you going when you failed at dishwashing like what Mm -hmm. what made you want to keep I think I was definitely embarrassed that was one of the main things um and it was one of those things where I was I thought I could do it for sure I'm like I could definitely do it and everybody told me I can't do it and I definitely could not do it when I started and it was super embarrassing and I would actually go home um drenched in water because I did such a bad job like you're when you're a bad dishwasher you literally get water all over yourself because you're like trying to move so quick you're trying to move so quick that you're just splashing everywhere and all you're doing is getting water in yourself yeah um and I would go home at like 1 a.m which is wet clothes and I was living with my parents at that time and my mom would like look at me like holy shit like she would freak out because it's like a very uh overly supportive Persian parent. So she's like, you know, you shouldn't go work a job where you come home with your wet clothes, you're going to get, you're going to catch a cold. But I would pretend everything was, uh, I did a really good job because I don't want to like set the tone of, I went and got my ass kicked and my pants are soaking wet. So I was like, oh yeah, it was super fun. It was great. Um, But I kept going in because I felt like I really wanted to do it and I have to do it. And then once I think I started seeing some progress, it felt rewarding because then you're at that point, you're like, oh, this is literally um, like video games or anything else where if you put enough time into it, you're actually getting better at it and it feels rewarding uh, doing a really good job at it. Like when I first started being a prep cook, for instance, I would uh, I didn't have any knife skills and I like cut myself on the very first day, which is like your nightmare always, like don't cut yourself and you cut yourself on the very first day. Um, and I couldn't cut anything for shit. And then my sous chef was like, go buy 50 pounds of potatoes at home and just start to start cutting them. And I literally would go after work and buy 50 pounds of potatoes and cut them every day. And then when I went to work and I could cut them, it was like the best feeling ever knowing that I could actually do what everyone else was doing. So I always hated being the person that sucked at doing the thing that everyone else was doing. Wow. That's really amazing. <laughs> no, it is. Well, the thing is, like, so. when you started going off on your, <laughs> when you started going off on, like, your story of why you think you can control your life, those are all good like, those are all good things and those are reasons I was attracted to you in the first place and still like you as a person because I believe in that. It's partially in my mind some kind of like manifesting, but also a lot of it is believing in yourself and working like See, it's funny that, to, towards a goal. But when I talk about you having a breakdown, it's not about you doing things like it's almost like I think it happens a lot in relationships where it's this like double edged sword that the things that are really good are also can have the dark sides of it too. Because I have no issue with anything that you brought up. It just, and that's why when I tell you that I'm like, one day you're going to have a breakdown. I'm not upset at you. And I'm not saying like, we have to fix you. I'm just saying, I think one day you're going to have a giant breakdown because something's going to happen that you can't control. I just think it's really interesting that you would think that now after having so much success, that if you were to fail, you would lose your shit because it seems like you you did fail and you and you kept going kept going and you did really well and so wouldn't you think like you could just do that again? I mean, 
I guess so. But like even so every time I did the next thing that I wanted to do, it's not like I just went up there and I was the best at it. I w- in every situation I put myself in, I was terrible at Like mm-hmm. when I started working in the food truck, I wasn't good at it. Yeah. When I started working um, in Napa for yeah. for Keller, I was really bad at it. Um, so it's not like I just went in every situation yeah. well. But I felt like I knew I could do it at that point. So the idea of not, the idea of actually failing is terrifying. That makes sense. Well, what, what would it look like to actually fail? Like, what does that mean? To I think not getting past the curve of, like, I was getting into a new situation being like, there's a learning curve, and then once you're past that learning curve, you could potentially be the best there at it. And I feel like going into it, and that situation where I said you cut a bunch of potatoes, if I bought potatoes and cut them every day for a week, and at the end of it, I actually still cut myself, or I still wasn't fast enough, yeah. that would be terrifying. Or if I like to put things in a kitchen perspective, if in the beginning of ad hoc, you're like a prep cook and then they put you on the line. If I went through that process and I wasn't good enough, so they kicked me out, which does happen to some people, that would be terrifying for me. Like to imagine like I really wanted to work there and at the end of it, they decided I wasn't good enough for that. Like that to me would be a failed situation. But you have built up so much competence and confidence in your competence. So would you feel like, oh, I'm not actually competent? So it's funny you said that because same thing with Sasha said, like when you believe in yourself, it's like I don't think I feel, I feel like I could do whatever I want, but it's almost I have to like dangle that carrot over my head to motivate myself to do it. At the end of the day, when I go into something, I'm always obviously afraid that I'm actually not good enough for it. Mm -hmm. But it's almost I have to believe this uh, mythical, like what Sasha says, you're going to have a breakdown one of these days. And like my rebuttal always is, if I start believing that what I'm doing isn't actually the right way of thinking and I will have a breakdown, mm-hmm. I think then everything that motivates me to do good stuff will crumble. Because to me, almost what gets me through the day is that carrot I dangle over myself and like the stories I tell myself of you can do anything you want um, is what motivates me. And then once I do it, it kind of gives me momentum to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I start the next thing, I same almost the same thing where I'm afraid I have to dangle that carrot and then what is the carrot exactly the carrot is like that uh for me it's like this the mythical story like I could do whatever okay (laughs) I could do whatever I want yeah and the thing I have control over my own life if I start believing that I actually don't have control over my life and that I'm actually if I'm becoming logical about everything and understanding that I don't have any control over the universe I think at that point I would just give up on everything because like, what's the point if yeah. I don't have control over what I'm doing but it's wow. not in my mind it's not having no control at all over the universe I guess my next question for you is do you feel though like this need to control everything that you do does does it ever stop you from doing things that you want to do like other things you're like I would like to do that but I don't do it because I won't be the best or I don't feel like... I mean, it's hard to answer that because there's obviously a clear bias behind that. It's hard to know if I actually didn't do something because, like, I never consciously decided not to do something because I wouldn't be the best at it. Maybe subconsciously, I said I don't like something Mm -hmm. because I didn't think I'd be good at it. There's a strong possibility of that. Um, But I also want to say, besides all that, after I started thinking like that and doing acting like that, it did feel... It feels good to do the things I want to do and have these strong preferences and have things fall into place the way I want them to. Like, it's a really good feeling. And I don't like the, even the notion of things being chosen for me or, you know, things falling into place for me. I like the idea of I can wake up and, you know, pick between vanilla and chocolate or, you know, do I do this or do do I do that today? Like, I, it feels good to me that I have that control and that it's not just at the whim of the universe or anything else. Okay, this is super interesting because I feel like your whole... Per- I feel like me and Sasha, we're similar mm-hmm. and we're very different than that. Like, and I, I don't know if it was... If you had any kind of situation where you felt some sort of, like, thing... Like we were talking about, you know, a lot of people, they have a period in their life where suddenly things don't go the way that they wanted them to and things feel really out of control. Mm -hmm. And then you go like, okay, well, now what? And I feel like I had those moments when I was really young. Like, my parents got divorced when I was six. My grandma died when I was probably between then and when I was, like, probably 10. My cat died when I was 10. It was, like, a lot of things when I was, like, young, like, just a feeling of loss, I guess, where things just 
didn't go the way that I like would have wanted them to go. We like moved. I like left the school that I mm-hmm. loved. It was just like a lot of things that like weren't in my control. And I think for me, that kind of led me to be like, okay, nothing is in my control. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? <laughs> so you it's, know, it's funny it's like, you, you said it because that perspective, because yeah. I've had events happen, not as probably as strong as some of the events you just mentioned, but like I'm thinking back at things that happened to me that I felt really bad in. Mm-hmm. Um, and my immediate gut reaction is always, I never want to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do exactly mm-hmm. the thing to ne- make sure that never happens to me again. It's not so much like, it's okay that that happened. Yeah. To me, it's like, I want to make sure that tomorrow I'll never feel like that again. Like yeah. there's very, to me, memories. Like I remember crying once in, uh, in middle school. Uh, one of my teachers made me cry because I didn't have mm-hmm. my report in. And I did the report and it was in my bedroom. And I'm like, I did it. I swear to God, it's, you know, it's in my room. And then she's like, you're such a liar. She started like chewing me out in front of the class. And then I was super sad because at that point I wasn't a good student and I wouldn't do my homework. But that one time I actually tried to do it and I left it. So I like literally the only emotion I had was crying and I cried in front of my whole class. And right after that though, I'm like, I never want to feel like this again. And then like the next day I like brought that report in and she felt really bad for me. But point being is like, Oh my God, I never want to cry in front of anybody ever again kind of thing. I'm so mad at that teacher. I had such like an angry reaction. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? Like that teacher after that moment, I felt like I became really close with her and I didn't have, like she was really nice to me after that moment and I, I didn't have any hard feelings against her. Yeah. It was more so I don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't want to ever anyone see that moment of weakness. I ever. had a similar situation, but I didn't end in crying, so I'm not a wuss. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but fear. it was like a similar, I think it had like a, different, a different result, but like a similar thing where I was in a biology class and I wasn't great at biology. I always was like a good student in general, but like I got... I think there was, like, one kind of chapter or, like, part of what we were learning that I just did really bad, and I got, like, 30% or whatever, like, on a project, and then, like, on a mm-hmm. test, I did really bad. So the next time I was, like, I'm gonna, like, really study and, like, get a good grade on the next test. So I, like, really studied. I, I, like, made sure that I knew everything. I took the test. I felt really good about it. I remembered, like, every question and every answer. Like, when we went back over it, I was, like, I... Because, you know, sometimes you'll, like, answer a question and you'll be, like, maybe this. And you don't even remember which one you, like, chose. And I, like, knew every single answer. And I knew that I got probably, like, 100% on the test. And then she came back, like, whatever, the next week or whatever. And was, like, okay, so, like, my husband accidentally threw away the test. Like, <laughs> wow. do you guys want to retake the test or should we just scrap it? What? And obviously everyone else wanted to just scrap it. Yeah, but no you wanted to retake said, it. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't even get credit for that. Oh, wow. So I feel like that also is like a similar thing where I'm just like, I have no control over anything. Yeah. So Even though there's more benefit to like learning the things and studying and like. But what, how did you handle that? Result. So were you just like, okay, that happened? Or? I think I was just like, I'm never going to like put any work into anything again. <laughs> you know, like unless it's something that I really want. But like, So you had like an intense reaction too. You didn't have yeah, like, a, totally. just, I'm going to let everything kind of play its course. You said, I'm going to do something a result because of this. Totally. But I think yeah. my thing was like resignation. Like I wasn't like, okay, yeah. I will take control over my life. I was like, there's, I have no control over my life. I did the best, best possible thing that yeah. I could do. And the universe came back and was just like, that's poop, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so I feel like I had a, the reaction to be like, okay, well, if I'm not gonna, is that a if re- my efforts aren't re- rewarded, theme or is that like a one-off? Yeah. Like I think that like influenced the rest of my life you know, probably I always think of you though as someone that does feel like they have control over like their life Me? yeah and I actually feel like I have control over my life I do feel that way <laughs> just because I am <laughs> I actually <laughs> <laughs> no but I don't but because those things that you say like I like I believe I can yeah. do anything I want I have that same belief system as Afrin which is a big reason that we also get along like I think we would have a lot more issues if you thought you could do anything you wanted, and I thought no one could do it. Like, it would just be chaos. Like, I actually yeah. have that same belief system, and then I have this overlying layer that also the universe can just throw shit at me. Yeah. And I'd be like, ooh. That's more how I feel. And that's how I feel. Like, I think I can do anything. Yours is almost, like, aware. bullheaded, though, the way you feel like you could do anything. It's almost like to prove someone wrong rather than... Well, that's my family also. <laughs> that's how it feels like. It's like, uh, no, I can't. I like, guess I can. Like, something that's super ridiculous and not even relevant to you even wanting to do it. You just do it to prove <laughs> well, someone wrong. It, no, like, it motivates me. Like, I'm very used to having something to, like, 
rail against. Like, how many, retarded and awesome. Awesome. how many times do you end up doing something you don't even want to do just because someone assumed you couldn't do it? I don't know. Do you think I do that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think that happens quite a bit. Wait, can I, sorry, can I go back to your vulnerability thing? Because I feel like I totally, like, sidetracked that by telling my story. Um, but you said you never wanted to feel vulnerable again in front of people. Yeah. I mean, I didn't use the word vulnerable, but yeah. I don't That's right, because what it was is cry. He never wanted to cry. I never wanted to again. feel the way I felt that day. But you never, what was, said, which was crying. But what, like, but what did crying represent? I guess people, weakness, you said. Weakness. People looking at me like, I guess I think look of at that. Well, what you said, like, oh, because I was no West. That's literally what I felt in that moment. Yeah. Then. You know, I know you were making a joke, but at that moment, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Everyone's looking at me like. Yeah. But the, I think that's like a reoccurring, you know. Every time there was something where I didn't like the feeling of, I just wanted like, I don't want to ever feel like that again. At any cost. And so then what did you do to not feel that way again? Um, in that particular situation or of like, crying? Yeah, well, like, like I literally don't cry anymore unless I'm, in, <laughs> unless I'm taken to the extreme edge, I guess. But I don't, I don't remember the last time I actually cried like that. That's the last time I feel like it was actually crying, crying. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I like start to, to feel like I'm crying, my gut reaction is to stop it immediately mm-hmm. and not ever let it out. Mm-hmm. It's always to stop thinking about it, put it away, and focus on something else. Yeah. It's to not let that sway my emotions. And, like, honestly, hiding my emotions started from there, too, and, like, just concealing emotions and not feeling anything. Because, like, at, at that point, I felt, like, no reason to what good does this bring me at all. It's just trouble. Um, and just hiding it and concealing it and trying not to feel anything was like the, the main theme. And also like coffee and all, all these things that like you lose control over. That's mm-hmm. when I stopped. I don't like it at all. Like I've, so I've never smoked weed and I don't like drink coffee. Anything that makes me feel a different way. I feel like when I lose control, it's a feeling that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not attracted to anything that, like I love the idea of psychedelics and I'm not, like I love people who do it. I'm not opposed to it, but being in that moment to me sounds like the scariest thing in the world. And like, yeah. I don't want to be in a situation where I can't choose my next step. I want to be able to slam the stop button if I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess mm-hmm. that's what I was more curi- curious about when we started talking about you and control. Was it more of you controlling your like life by making these decisions that catapult you somewhere or believing in yourself? I was thinking more about these things where you're so afraid of ever losing control. And I know they're connected, they're not quite the same thing. Well, I guess to me, it's all like one underlying thing of I make the decision of my own life. And if I'm not in control, then who's in control? Can we talk about your issues with dancing? <laughs> my issues with podcast? dancing. Well, what are my issues with dancing? I'm just curious. So I, so Akron, everyone, <laughs> Akron loves to dance. Like he loves to dance. It's not proven. He lo- no, he loves music. He loves music more than most people. He calls himself an audiophile. Most people wouldn't know it. I've never called myself an audiophile. He calls himself an audiophile <laughs> all the time. Also not proven. <laughs> he lo- But he loves to dance. He loves, especially old just like 70s, 80s music, 70s, I would like say. Like disco? I mean, disco. disco falls in that too. I like disco. You like disco? Yeah. He likes yeah, but like disco. Michael Jackson. He loves Jackson 5. R&B. I don't think you can like Michael Jackson. We have different tastes I can't like Michael Jackson anymore. But he... But yeah, you do like disco too, but well, there's he some music loves, that you, you know, you gotta But even to. he loves, it doesn't even have to be that, but he loves to dance constantly. He's just standing by himself in a corner dancing. He's dancing <laughs> in a corner. Slightly over exaggerated. But he does, he did like, and I like to dance and I like music. And so we'll dance together at home. And then I found out over the years that no one in his family has ever seen him dance. They think <laughs> I'm lying when I talk about how much he dances. She's no lying. one. She's has, definitely lying about it. No one has seen him dance. And so it's to me. And his rule is, like, I like to go out and dance, and he doesn't want to dance at weddings, anywhere we go with people. And what confuses me is that he loves to dance, though. Like, it's not that he just didn't like to dance, so he doesn't want to dance at weddings. It's, like, he loves dancing. Music clearly brings him joy, but as soon as anyone else is involved, something kind of goes up. And I've always attributed it to being a control, like an image control issue. Or a tactic, I guess, is the best way to do it. A tactic. Yeah, it's a way to control what you think others perceive you as. Yeah. Or your own judgment that you're not good at dancing. Maybe there's like you have your own judgments on there. So is that the question or is this the part where I it's say just something? Now, like, it's just, 
respond. Control of your per- the per- per- other people's perception of, of you. I mean, I think that falls in the same thing where I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. It all comes no out. No crying. No dancing. No. I mean, I don't have like a no dancing policy. I just don't. Um, I guess I got stage fright. Is the best way of putting it. Like I don't want to do something where people are like, "Oh, look at this shithead dancing." But why would so, like? Is that what you think when you see some people? Yeah. Dancing? Is that what you, <laughs> you think it's you? I mean, not often. You're the shithead, actually. No, I mean, no, I don't. But I just don't want to feel vulnerable. Like it's vulnerable because it's your true self, maybe. What I don't. I don't What's my? I think you're putting words in my mouth. No, What's I'm asking like, well, like, is it like in your mind, like it's something like actually you that you're showing versus? All right, so th- I've said this argument, and you said it's an excuse, but uh, half the time I feel like the music actually isn't good enough too. Like I can't just dance to anything. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but like you could dance to any. No, song I get that. Else. I'm picky about. Like, like it's got to be something that actually makes you emotionally move. makes me want to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got to be true. like loud enough for me to actually feel it. And there's a lot of things that would make me not want to do it. Um, but to your point, there has been like maybe 5% of the time where all those things do click and the music's really good and it's super loud, but I'm actually afraid of dancing. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the conversation is that you want to have. But. <laughs> <laughs> Other than airing your grievances right now. <laughs> the airing. Festivus, it's the airing yeah. of my grievances. What else we got on the list? <laughs> no, it's not a grievance. I just always, like, I'm very interested in trying to find out what the root of it is. Like, what you're afraid of happening. Like, what the stri- Do most people know, is. like, the answers to all these th- roots of their own problems? Well, they think about it until they figure it out. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I do. That's, that's what me and Yeah, Sasha so we do. just think, yeah. I think about it and I'm like, I think me like, I don't know, maybe it's that. And you just feel it in your body and you go like, yes or no. And I, you're like, oh, it's this. I'm f- this. a fear of this. Yeah. I think me like most people, I just avoid it and don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. If it makes me uncomfortable. That's what I do. So I've been trying. So this is something I've been trying to dig for for a long time. We've made a lot of progress in knowing what it is, but but we won't find out. We here won't find on out here. This podcast right no. now. Unfortunately. Nope. But I do think I. I kind of want to come back to this idea of like having control over our lives. Having. It's like a weird, I don't know what to call it, like a spectrum, but like to some extent it's like we, we don't have control over everything in our lives, right? Like we were born into like certain bodies, into certain families, certain circumstances, like we can't control what other people are doing. Like there's a lot that's like not in our control, right? So that's just like true. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain things like that we do have control and we do have agency and I would never want to be, and maybe this is kind of what you were talking about, Sasha, of, of that we both also feel like we're in control of our lives mm-hmm. in the way that we, we don't want to feel like we're victimized mm-hmm. by the universe or by our lives or by, you know, we don't want to feel like, oh, things are just happening to mm-hmm. us. We want to feel like, okay, well, what did I do to kind of create this? But I think we come at it maybe from more of a, an energetic standpoint like what did I do or at least I do like I'm a little bit more like okay what did I do to create you know for example if I'm having like a relationship situation where I'm like for example I like had a crush on this guy right and that's like a strange thing I'm like why am I in this kind of like crush situation and obviously like he's not doing anything I'm not really doing anything like actively or physically but like I'm like, okay, what, why am I creating this situation for myself where, like, I'm just, like, stuck on this person and he's not talking to me or, like, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Why am I in this situation where I'm, like, I want to be in a relationship but I'm not and I'm, like, no, I'm not meeting guys. You know, there's a certain thing where I'll, like, inquire into, like, okay, what energy am I putting out? Like, what beliefs do I have? And I kind of go more, like, non-physical. I think a fundamental difference is... I don't know the best way to put it into words, but you, I feel like you look at things more, like control is the overarching topic we're talking about, but mm-hmm. like you look at things more from the outside and like a, a bigger picture type thing. And if I was in that exact situation you mentioned, I think it would literally be about the task, like A, B, C. Like mm-hmm. if I like this person, what do I have to do for this person to like me? Mm-hmm. I have to do steps one, two, and three to get the desired result of 
them liking me situation. It's right. like literally. But how would you know what to do? Well, and I think you also would be like, I like them, and you would assume that your choice to like them is like more you, important than their choice. Yeah, well, that, and also like you would just stand by. You wouldn't say like, why do I like them? Is it something that they're doing? Like, what is it that I'm attracted to? You would kind of. <laughs> I mean, be, I think fundamentally. You would just kind of say, I'm attracted to that person, and you'd kind of be like, because of A, B, C, D, E. They're a match. <laughs> I mean, even, even if they're not a match, I think fundamentally I'm very objective oriented. Yeah. So it'd be like, I want this thing. It doesn't matter why I want it, but I want this thing. And what do I have to do to get this thing? And I have to do like this step, this step, this step. If it doesn't work, why was it? Fix it. Try it again. And not so much of like the bigger picture of, you know, why do I feel like this? Or like, I would never yeah. think, why do I like this person? I would just be like, cool, I got to get this thing now. Like this is, this is on my checklist. <laughs> Like, I have to do this one task I have now. So, fundamentally... Did you do that with Sasha? I mean, I think... I know we're using my, like, situation. Maybe it's not, like... I think literally everything I've done in my life has been very objective-oriented. I don't think there's anything that it's been... Literally every... Even... He's looking, and I don't like it. (laughs) Even things that are... Sarah doesn't like dogs. (laughs) Like, look how happy she is, though. Yeah. She wants nothing more. She's like, but I love you so much. I'm derailing. Akron didn't choose to date me, though. I kept trying to be his friend. And then I decided I liked him, and he would never hang out with me. And I was super confused by that because it was just, I never met a human that, because he would never say no, I don't want to hang out with you either. He'd just kind of be like, I can't say no. He'd be like, yeah, okay. That's a trait I have. I think we'll hang, like, yeah, sure, we no can hang thing. out, and then he'd always be, it was just very weird, but he would, like, say we'll hang out. Okay, wait, why don't you say no? I mean, I do say no sometimes, but, like, I don't, saying no is almost like a bad, yeah. you don't say no. Okay. <laughs> like, it feels like a bad thing to do. Like, you don't say no, you normally try to say yeah, and then if, <laughs> she's yeah, looking he, at me and you're appalled by it right now. <laughs> no, it's true, he doesn't say no, he says yes. And he just hopes you don't follow up is one option. Like, sure. I saw that That's happen today. Yeah. It's I'm a yes and a no follow up. <laughs> people seem to like it though. I'm telling you, people love it. People are like, that Afrin, he like, you know, plays hard to get. It like works on his friends too. Like the because I want everyone to be my friend. And yeah. I feel like they're like, okay. Well, Afrin never wants to go anywhere. And everyone is so obsessed with getting him somewhere because he will never show up. So when he gets there, it's like Christmas. You're like, we fucking got him. He's out. Shoot. I mean, I wish I could be more like that. Well, I mean, I don't want to be like that because people actually, I feel obligated to do situations that I don't want to do because people have such a high expectation of me doing it. Like people, for instance, love getting me drunk because I never get drunk. Mm. And that's like everybody thinks that once that happens, it's going to be so fun. Yeah. And sometimes I like, I have to do it because it's like somebody's birthday or a situation like that. And I don't, I'm not happy with it. say that you're sober. I mean, that's not, that's not fun. Okay. I, I, I want them to like me at the same time, too. Your friends will like you. If I say I'm sober. Yeah, people Well, they'll like be confused because they'll be they like, well, you don't not. drink. <laughs> I don't drink a lot and no one ever tries to get me drunk, so. It sounds like a you, you specifically problem. Yeah. yeah. Wait, okay, what were we just talking about? I don't know. I'm just, you asked Afrin to PM. No, you said, you were talking about your relationship and you... Oh, I try to be his friend. He would never hang out with me. It was a bad example because it wasn't pulled from your actual experience. It was pulled yeah. from my experience. But. So he never, I don't think he pursued me. But even within a relationship, there's been uh, like times you've broken up with me. Like everything yeah. I do is very objective. I think it actually worked very well on Afrin breaking up with him. It worked well on yeah. me? Is that what you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Like your that? control issues. You're like, I must have her. Why is so that? So then did it make you like recalculate and you're like, she broke up with me. Now what do I have to do to get her back? Well, that's what it did. Exactly. That's literally what it did. <laughs> I didn't think about like why or how do I feel. It was literally like. You were like, maybe we're not meant to be together. No, but I did feel like this was a really shitty feeling. I just had it. I never want to feel like this again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have that. Wow. Yeah. So it was a repeat of eighth grade or seventh grade. Um, there's, yeah, seventh grade. Did I put, no, were you guessing or did I say what? You said grade? middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was seventh grade. We're good listeners. Yeah. Should I say her name? Do I, what if she listens? Does she listen? Does Miss Botine listen to your podcast? I don't think anyone listens to my podcast, to be honest. Wow. I bet Miss Botine will. Except, I think listen. Sasha listens. Do you? I listen to a few, but. So we're talking for nobody right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mostly for me. 
I feel like you should have said this before we started recording this. Why you would have said more honest Wait, things? Yeah. I'm more confused because you just said you never thought about like, do I actually like her? Do I want to be with her? You just like blindly. <laughs> 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 so I was like, Wait a second. Like, don't you think you should have thought like, is this what I want before? Do I need did to that? call my lawyer right now? What is this? <laughs> no, <laughs> like logically, don't you think that would be a smarter way to go about it? What do you mean smarter? For in what regard is it smarter? Like for your future, and you're like <laughs> my future. <laughs> be like, do I actually want to be with this person? You're saying like, I've made a huge do you mistake. think you're coming? No, but do you think it was coming from a place of like love, or coming from a place of I must have what I want, and no one can stop me? What's the difference? What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing a bit? No, but I mean, like, what I love is almost like I I've told you that like. What I love is like what I want. You know not that how mom, I feel. you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. But maybe happens. he's really good at that. He's like, I love it. Is that how you feel? I don't know. I'm familiar with that poem. <laughs> You're not. I honestly have recited it to you. Do you remember when we realized that I can't read poetry? Will you recite it again? Just the beginning? I mean, if I can remember. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk. On your knees, knees through the for a hundred miles, repenting. Yeah, you only have to let the soft animal of your body loves what it loves. Tell me of, of despair, yours. I'll tell you mine. It's mostly the first part, though. Damn but it. if you can recite the whole, <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I. <laughs> so what was the relevance of that? Like, what are you? Like, is that how you feel? As I, mean. I don't know what that means. They just don't <laughs> I literally don't know. What I mean. <laughs> I'm impressed you memorized that poem. Though. It's pretty good. I just, it's like straight, like, I guess like Sasha, I feel like a, a kinship, I don't even really know how this happened, but like, I have a kinship with Sasha that's like, we go through the world and experience things in like a very mm-hmm. similar way to each other. Like, we definitely have different personalities and like different ways of expressing ourselves mm-hmm. and things like that. But like, I think our general like perception and the way that we like process things is like very similar. Mm-hmm. And yours very different. <laughs> it's very different. So it's just like so. And very funny, apparently. <laughs> well, but like, how do you feel when you come home and I'm just like crying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, she's like, what, I, know, what? I never want to be like her. <laughs> I don't know if I should say, but like in my mind, it's like this is the the problem, and how do I fix it? Is what I think about. It. What's like me? Like what's the group? <laughs> That I am, she is the problem. For both of us. Like, so she's crying, so there's something there that has to be fixed. I don't want her to be crying, so I have to fix that situation. Oh, I think you used to be more that way. I believe that you've kind of learned to... Not try to fix you? Yeah. No, not try to fix me, but learn to accept that it's also, like, some things you can't... Like, some of the things I cry about can't be fixed with just one solution. Of course, I'm not trying to solve your problems uh, by any means. I'm trying to solve your problem of me crying. Right, Yeah. <laughs> That situation that we're currently in, right? Oh, got it. So yeah. it's more, it's more selfish. Than, I mean, <laughs> so don't go that far. I mean, you don't want to be crying either, I'd assume. Sometimes I like like it. Yeah, feels nice to cry a lot sometimes. I wouldn't know. Seventh <laughs> grade. Like today Miss when Martina. I was crying, I felt pretty like I was like something like something needs like there's something in me that needs to unhinge. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it had to. Come out. You have to like out. purge it, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like a nice poop after eating really bad food. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I've thought that before about Afrin, kind of what you said about how that Mary Oliver line resonates. Mm-hmm. Like I've thought that before too. In a way, I'm like, this is easier. He likes it. He mm-hmm. does it. He almost doesn't put in all these extra layers that I do, and he mm-hmm. just kind of accepts it. Yeah. Or he's able to kind of. One thing that I do that he doesn't do is he, when he makes a decision, that's a decision. Mm-hmm. And all previous options are gone. Yeah. That would be you nice. know, so it's these kind of different, like in my way, so in my mind, I always think of it almost as like a higher level of thinking that I can't even reach. That he just kind of yeah. has it more simplified. It's like simple, yeah. It's like almost like I feel like I just see all the possibilities out before. I'm like, wow, infinite options. <laughs> and then I like mm-hmm. become paralyzed. It's the, um, is that a Sylvia Plath story about the kind of fig tree? Hmm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a short story. I, I might be making this up. Am I crazy? But if you are making it up, you should publish it. I'm sure it's going to be really good. It might not be Sylvia Plath, but it's a story. <laughs> but I don't know if it's a fig tree, but some kind of tree and like 
and each fig represented like a different path than mm. life and just laid there paralyzed. Yeah. And I was like, that is my life yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like, wait, can I just talk? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you said you've never thought of killing yourself. Yeah, actually. But have you actually? Or do you want to talk about this? Okay. Afrin told me that he hasn't thought of it because once he thinks of it, he's just going to do it. Do you know what's interesting? So I yeah. was I was on Sasha. I'm like, it's interesting. Probably an, very true. An epiphany had the other month. I'm like, some people have these thoughts. I'm not saying they're not real thoughts, but they have these thoughts. But because they have the thoughts, it's almost healthier because they can they deal with it and they don't act on it. They're less likely to act on it. For me, I feel like if I ever have that thought, it would be something that really drove me crazy. And I wouldn't even think about the implications of killing myself. I would just fucking do it. That's the dog she wants to play with the Roomba. I just, well, it's almost like you're more able to actually move through the world, like I said earlier, that you wake up and you just live your life. And you're like, this yeah. is what I do forever. You never think of, like, why you're alive? Why I'm alive? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly, no, that's, that's exactly, like, I wake up, I'm like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> Coinc- like, to me, it's like all coincidence, like, it's all, we're all. It's a coincidence? Yeah, everybody's just alive because. But, and you're fine life. with it? With your control issue? She just turned the Roomba on by herself. Did you see that? That's good. She's back good in. girl. She's doing chores. That's amazing. Well, it also just went out and back in immediately. Okay. That's so, that's so good. But yeah, I, I am okay with it to answer your question. But, but to me, that's also why I want to be able to... Like that control thing that I was telling you about is because like it's my life and... There's no actual end purpose I have to attain to. It's like what I want to do. Like I wake up and I'm like, I want to play video games today. Next week I want this car, you know. In a month I want to be doing this with my life. I want to travel there. Wait, but what? <laughs> do you have an idea of like, um, do you ever think about like success and like what success means to you? Like I've struggled with that before because you've, you've said a couple of things that I'm like, oh, that's what I think. But I don't want to like admit that that's what I think. Like to me, <laughs> like monetary is like a huge driver for me. Mm-hmm. Think about money always. And yeah. it's one of those things where I don't wake up every day thinking about what am I going to do to make money and everything like that. But I always think about how much I want money, if that makes sense. Like I want like material stuff does drive me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like, I don't want that to be what drives me because I... No, it's not like a real thing. But at the end of the day, it's not a real thing. Well, it's almost like shallow to say, you know, the thing that drives me is having, you know, a car and a big house or, you know, like these. But so you have like a judgment on it. I have a judgment on it, I guess. But at the end of the day, like, I almost want the thing that sometimes I'm not feeling good. I even like daydream about what I would do right now if I had a ton of money. Okay. Because I think all the time. Because do you feel like you don't have enough money to do the things that you want to do or? Is it not really related to I mean, that? I think I have a happy, content life right now, yeah. but I always there's always stuff I want to do right now today that I can't do, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm never content with where I am right now. And, like, I'm doing everything I want to do, but I would do way more right now if I could. Mm-hmm. With the, If I had money right now, I'd be doing... I'd have a lot more stuff mm-hmm. than I actually have right now. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, just um, one thing. Like, what's one thing? One thing I would have that... Yeah. I mean, I definitely would want, like, multiple houses, for sure. Like, so I could travel more is one thing I really want. Like, in um, different places in the world? Yeah, like, I love, like, I love Orange County because it's where my family's from. But I love Napa because that's where I actually lived okay. and felt the happiest. You know, every time I've been to Italy, I'm like, I would love to live here. Um, I would love the idea of, like, having my own boat, having a plane, like, doing whatever I want at any given time is like one of my ideal. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like, I want to do this tomorrow. I don't have to think about anything else other right. than doing the thing I want to do. You don't need your own plane to do that. But uh, that's what he wants to do anything I want. But I would love to have my own plane because then I could, you know, it's my, it's my plane. <laughs> <laughs> do you it's so fly? funny because I've literally never been like, I want a plane. I <laughs> but I love the idea too of like, this is my plane. I can go anywhere I want with it. I can invite whoever but I want. But if you have like enough money... So buy a plane, you could have enough money to like buy plane tickets whenever you wanted, right? Yeah, but so, so now this is where I, the part of the conversation where I look like an asshole. Like I don't want to no. go on a plane because I don't like want like dealing with. Oh, you don't want to talk to the people. I don't okay. like dealing with people. But you could go in first class. He wants no one. I like the idea of like my own private jet. Is part of it also that you want people to know they have your own private jet, or would you want no one to know that you do that kind of thing? You don't. Like I actually don't want it to be advertised. Like I was thinking about like. 
like Bezos, for instance. I mean, it kind of sucks that everybody knows he's, you know, was the richest man in the world. Like, that kind of, to me, sucks that he's... Holy shit. He's crashing the dish machine. <laughs> the dish machine. That's what you call it here. The dish machine. No, so I, I wouldn't want people to know that. Yeah. But... That's interesting. But I do still want the capability of, like, I want to buy this, I want to do that. You just want to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, or, like, invest in a random idea that I have, or, you know. Yeah. If something at that moment sounds good, I just want to be able to do it. You want full, like, just full freedom to be able to, like, full follow freedom. whatever Nothing to hold me back. Yeah. The I don't want anything The thing is, that's for me, that's my idea of success, It's just freedom to do yeah. whatever I want. Same. And so that's what, like, that's 100, that's all I want, which I know money's part of it, so I think about money, too. I think just the amount of money needed for my idea of complete freedom is a lot less than yours because hmm. I don't care for having a plane. But I just have the same thing where I just want the freedom to be able to do whatever I want day to day. What was the initial question? A success, you were asking what's oh, what a success drama. means. Yeah. yeah. Because to me, like, that's, like, the bigger picture success. Yeah. And then, like, there's obviously, like, these everyday things of these goals I set for Washing myself. Washing dishes without getting wet. Right. That was, like, the goal one, right? Cutting or, like, potatoes. going to, like, the restaurant with the chef that I really admired. Right. Or, like, there's these micro goals that I set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, no. It's not your shoe. But not with, eating my shoes. But whenever I think about, like, what's the overarching goal, I don't think I have one. And that's when it comes back to, like, the material thing of, mm-hmm. I guess it's money or I guess, I don't know. Like, I don't, but I, I don't wake up thinking, like, what do I do today to make more money? I never, I've never thought that. Right. I've never thought, like, what's a plan I could do to make more money? It's just, like, what something that you want. Because it kind of sounds like when you were describing earlier, you were just like, oh, I want to do this. And then I want to, like, get this kind of job or I want to, like get this car or whatever it, it seemed like it was more just ha- you you just are happy with like being able yeah just being able to do what kind of what you want every day but that there's not like a necessarily a place that you're trying to get to where you're like oh when I get here I'll be successful yeah I don't think there's like an end something inside yeah. where like once I have this now I can stop yeah you know it's almost like today I would love to have this or right. like tomorrow would be cool if I could do that right what about you what, which question? Like, what success, success question, I guess. It's essentially that, just having the freedom to do what I want to do day to day. Mm-hmm. It's hard because it still changes right now because sometimes I feel like I don't know what it is that I want to be doing. Yeah. Day to day either. But that's what I've always, like, freedom specifically is a word that I feel like I've decided is my definition of success and what I find most important in life I decided that probably when I was like four like 14 or something really really young I remember the word freedom being like what's most important to you and just the freedom to do my own thing I think about this a lot but it's like what does that mean because like for me I feel like a lot of me my search in freedom hasn't been through material things but it's actually been more through wanting to not be afraid of things and wanting to be it's been more of an internal journey of like I don't want to feel I don't want to feel scared I don't want to feel like I'm holding myself back I want to be able to like do do what I want more from like a freedom of spirit freedom of mind kind of place I guess yeah I really I uh course relate to that completely that's always been my biggest issue is actually getting myself to do what I want yeah what I in my heart I'm like I wish I was doing that mm-hmm. and working through all my challenges to get there yeah. and I obviously do have you know the monetary side but a lot of it is also just letting myself yeah be me like the freedom to dance at mm-hmm. a wedding but that's why I'm so kind of crazy with that too because for me like all I want is to be able to like break free of whatever's holding me in like I hate mm-hmm. this cage that I'm in mm-hmm. and my goal is to like get out and so then I also get passionate about other people getting out of their cages but maybe they like it I'm not in a cage <laughs> I have is that what you your... imagine me I'm in a cage I don't know what me. it is it's not a cage I just when I have I guess it's like I'm constantly rebelling against myself when I have a thought and I'm like I want to dance but I'm like I feel scared I just like no what like, is, they're just something in What does that have to do with me in the cage, though? I guess it's not... A, that's what I'm saying. It's not a cage. It's just, like, if I was out somewhere 
and I see everyone dancing and it's music that I like and I have a little thing in me that says I want to dance and I feel afraid to dance, my reaction is like kick it as hard as I can and do the thing instead. Like that's like my gut reaction is to fight really hard against any thing that's trying to stop the little part of me that's happy. Like my whole goal is to like make that little thing in me happy. Are you bored? No, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about, Akron? Because we did say that we would let you choose the topic, and we talked already for an hour mm-hmm. about what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> she said you would let me... Like, I don't know what I would want to talk about. I would need some time to think about what I want to talk about. Did you like the conversation that we had? Yeah, it was, it was good. Does it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> do I look uncomfortable right now? Yeah, a little bit. What's funny though, because you guys are asking if I um, if there's something I want to talk about, but like, do you guys? If someone asks you, what do you guys want to talk about? Do you guys always have a topic you want to talk about? No, but you've had like two hours to think about it. But I don't like think about what I want to talk about ever. I feel like I can come up with a topic to talk about pretty quickly. That's the thing. I don't ever like. I don't think I would ever have something I want to talk about. (laughs) And if someone said you have two hours to come up with something, I have that you want to talk about, I would be like, I have to come up with something that I have to say that I want to talk about. It would never be like, let me well, see. Well, it's just usually like, probably, what are you thinking about lately? Or like... In general, what am I thinking about? Like, in the moment, what am I thinking about? Like, has there yeah. been something, like, in the past two weeks that you've thought about more often? Um, hmm. Or something that's, like, come up? Um, I don't know. I'm not very, like, reflective in general. Like, I don't uh, think about the past. I just feel like you're like the literal opposite. And I'm like literally, like, just and I'm just laying a constantly just like, oh, I literally spend most of my time reflecting. I, I think, <laughs> like, I really literally think I spend like 50% of my waking life reflecting. Like, I think literally what gets me through the day is knowing that I don't ever have to think about it again and that tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, that makes sense. Like, if I live, my, think about that. If like you're like this moment will be over and I will forget it immediately. Wouldn't that really change how you well, thought no, about but, your day? But to me like the one thing that I always have that gives me comfort is that in an hour or tomorrow I can do it differently than I did an hour ago and that's what makes me okay with everything that I've done. And if I had to think about what I did that I didn't like it would be very frightening. But how do you not think about what you did that you didn't like? Because I just don't think about it. I just right. think about, like, the next hour. Like, well, in the present, I'm like, I didn't like what I just did, so I'm just going to think about what I'm going to do. Interestingly, that's kind of, like, what I've done with improv. So, like, when I used to do improv shows, I would think about them for a long time after, and I would just think, wow, I did such a bad job. And I would just go over everything I did, and I would think, oh, I'm, I hate myself. Like, I did such a terrible job. I wish yeah. I had done this. And but it's not productive. slowly, yeah. I stopped thinking about it altogether. And now whenever I got off stage, I like can't remember anything that happens. But honestly, what has ever thinking about the past or things you don't like? What yeah, has it no, it's better you? now. Like, I mean, the improv is, it's better when I don't. Exactly. And, but you're thinking about like what you want to do. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which makes sense. Because then at that point when you're actually... So sweet. Uh-oh. <laughs> at that point too, when you're actually doing the thing you were thinking about, you're not thinking about it as a reflection either. You're literally thinking about the next hour too. And if you're constantly thinking about your next hour, you know... I definitely think I reflect as like an escape, at least some of the time. I think so. I mean, it sounds like it's part of your personality in general to reflect. Yeah. So true. I think just not doing that would be weird if you just stopped reflecting in general. But I guess there's a difference between reflecting and kind of like, or there's a difference between perseverating. Is that the word? Perseverating? I was just going to ask you what. I was going to say ruminating. That's what I was thinking of. Is that the right word? Like I'm thinking of like, when you're just like, oh, I did that wrong. Like that's a different, that's not really reflecting. Reflecting is kind of like a little bit lighter, a little bit like more like clouds. (laughs) Reflecting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more like... It's like a positive... Like, you can reflect in the future, too. You can be like, mm, what's happening right mm-hmm. now? And Versus, like, deep... So maybe I don't understand the word reflect. Like, how do you thinking. reflect in the future? That's an interesting... What? Like, thinking about what? What? Well, you kind of, like, reflect on what's happening now or what your experience has been, and then you kind of, like, imagine the future or mm-hmm. maybe something like that. I don't yeah. Know. Maybe my... Yeah, you can't really reflect on the future, Yeah. I guess. I don't think so either. But you can reflect forward, I think. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> well, like while you reflecting can, on the past, exactly, you can think about like while you're reflecting a little bit on the past, you can think, wow, like well then what will the next few months bring with that being the past. So you could project the forward like, using yeah. your reflection. Mm-hmm. Rather than just being like like beating yourself up for the past. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's it. But I've never found that useful as beating yourself up in the yeah, past. No. It's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, solved. We just solved everything. I think it's fine, it's just very different, but I think it's Yeah. Like, it sometimes annoys me, but it doesn't bother me. There's all well, Something like me and you too. would always talk about is, like, I'm not trying to get anybody to be like me, and I don't want that. Yeah. I think that's what makes it super important. Like, it'd be one thing if you had this personality, but then you also hated everyone else that wasn't doing it. Like, that you were yeah. judging people that were not living by your rules, or you looked down on them. That would be very different. While with you, you have these kind of particular, particular traits but as long as I'm allowed to be whoever I want, I, I don't care. Right. And I don't care how other people are mm-hmm. as long as I get to be myself without any judgment. Mm-hmm. Which just happens to be better than everybody else. But... <laughs> <laughs> or just happens to be the king of them all. Yeah. Okay, I wish that's one thing I would reflect on. If I was uh, back in the day, if I could be a king, I think I'd be such a good king. <laughs> That's what you reflect on. That's not a reflection. That's something I was thinking about. I'm like, I feel like I would have, like, I'm living in the wrong age. I wish I lived in a time where I could be a king of a country. Yeah, you know, think about like, but you probably wouldn't have been a king if you lived in another time. I don't like to think that. Why not? I feel like I'd be a perfect king. (laughs) No, we've had this conversation so many times, and he always goes. What are you talking about? I'd be a perfect king. I think I'd be really good at it. I'm not saying you wouldn't be good at it. I'm just saying like the chances of you being a king. We're not rolling the dice. I feel like I'm just. I was meant to be it. You're not going to win this argument. I've had it. I mean, some people are just meant to be king. You've never seen Lion King? You've <laughs> never seen Simba? Have you ever seen Simba? He, I told him I would be the court jester, and he got mad because that's he's like, that's what you choose out of anything you could be. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm with the court jester. Is what I, uh... I would be the jester. Yeah, that's a gesture. Well, no, I also that. said I'd be the teacher of this, the king's the children. No, I said I'd be the teacher of the king's children. Yeah. I still stand by I think it was a very lofty goals. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> not lofty, it's just like I'd rather be that than the king. Why wouldn't you want to be the king? I would like to be the princess, <laughs> which is kind of like a king but with less responsibility. I don't think I have any responsibility as a princess. That's what I like. <laughs> you just wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the king's a lot of work. I think I'd be good at it. And there's a lot of politics. You'd have to be as friends with a lot of people. That's not true. That's being like the in a democracy or a society. In, in, when you're a king, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. That's... Why would you know? You're just the court jester. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked this conversation. I liked hearing Afrin's story about work and commitment and taking control over his life. I wonder what makes people so different. Afrin's way of going about the world seems in some way to make a lot more sense than the way that I go about it. I like to feel everything out. I look for meaning in everything. I like to let the spontaneous flow of the universe move me in whatever direction it feels is best. For me, trying to control my life, trying to get what I want, to work for what I want, has felt pretty much useless. But Afrin has found success doing that. Are we doing it differently? Am I doing it wrong? Is Afrin missing something fundamental that Sasha and I are attuned to? Or maybe Sasha and I are missing something that Afrin's attuned to? Maybe both, maybe neither, maybe we're just different. Is it possible that the physics of the universe and the way things work shifts from person to person? That seems silly, but I still wonder. What makes something so easy for one person and so difficult for another? I'm left with a lot of questions that might never be answered, but I appreciate getting to know Afrin's story and getting a glimpse into his experience of what it's like to be alive. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if you like this episode, subscribe so that new episodes come straight to your feed. And if you have a moment, leave me a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening.